3, 2, 1. Episode of Fat and Ginger, and across the table from me is my compadre Luke Massey. Good evening, Luke. Hi, Tim. How are you, mate? You I'm look really good. Don't you are. bait me. You are glowing. I'm glowing. Um, am I? I'm yeah, not no, you are, mate. You're looking really good and really happy about life, and I feel a bit the same. So I feel really good about tonight. And so you should. Your topic is, in fact, life is good. We're going to yeah. talk about how good you've had it on holidays over the last three weeks. Well, I, I usually tend to get on here and whinge a little bit, but I'm mm. feeling really good about life at the moment. I don't know what it is. It might mm. be the three weeks I've just had off listening to you whinge about work. It's well, been fantastic. You can stick those. Please screw up your ass. Uh, I'm going to talk about organising a family Christmas and the uh, pitfalls in there. Uh, we've got mailbag, of course, where some vitriol gets spat our way. We're going to talk to mm-hmm. Dave Bade, uh, sorry, Associate Professor yeah, Dave Bade. get Bade. the name sorry. right, mate. He didn't go to seven years medical school with you just to be called Dave Bade. That's right. I think he went to more than that, actually. Did he? <laughs> he did about 14, I think. Years hanging out with you. So anyway, Associate Professor Dave Bade is going to talk to us about stuff and introduce us to the art of betting on the Melbourne Cup. Novak Djokovic comes in for a spray in the Justin Murphy Award. No, as he doesn't. We Doesn't changed it. it. Did we? Who too? Remember, we've got a two-time recipient winner for the first oh, time. Oh, yeah. Don't say who it is. No, I, we do too. Yeah, we Thank changed you. it today. Hey, professionalism, yeah, not just see? about the cash. See, this is what happens when I'm on holidays, mate. I can absorb yeah. a lot more of what's you happening. You are a lot sharper, I'll give you that. Yeah, thank you. So two-time recipient tonight, but we'll tell you about that later. And then we've got special guest, Crystal Watkins. Oh, Crystal has done a lot of things. I'm really excited to talk to her. I can't wait. So the yep. Melbourne Cup. Now, before we oh. do go to a song, I know we usually would at this point, yep. but one thing you haven't mentioned, Tim, is that we are soothsayers, my friend. We have some sort of power. Yes, we talk about things and they come true. Well, okay, so yeah. for example. We're like Ginger Darmus. We are. Ginger Darmus. Right, so, so Eskimo Pies, was it? Was it no, Eskimo no, no. Pies? No, it was uh, Dixie Drumsticks. Dixie Drumsticks, sorry. They Dixie. came back after we whinged about them yeah. down missing. Gladys Bear Jiggling got yeah. fired after oh, we hunched Glad- it on it. Oh, Gladys Bags. Yeah, got, yeah she got, got She got wrapped up in her own crap. Gladys yeah. Bags, wrapped up, get it? Yeah, it will yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know whether it was last week or the week before, but we mentioned that we had a uh, listener from Bosnia Herzegovina. Yes, right. Yep. And you made mention that perhaps things might kick off there again. Yeah. Yeah. And sure enough, what yeah. did I send you today? Uh, what's happened, mate? So you sent me an article today. It says Bosnia, I'll read the headline here. Yep. Bosnia on the brink of war as Serb separatist leadership threatens to form own army. That's it. So, you know, one listen to us, mate, and all of a sudden it's all gone pear-shaped over there. They want out. That's it. So in all seriousness to our listener in Bosnia, we hope everything's all right. There was no photos in the article, so we can't see if they're ginger. Someone driving the tank with their headphones on, listening to Fat and Ginger, perhaps? Yeah, apparently it was bleak enough listening to us that they said, life's got to be better somewhere. That's right. Play a song. Okay, cool. Uh, What do we got? Oh, this is a little song that meant a little bit to me lately. No, I didn't, oh, did I like that? Well, no, because you you said before it started, you said before it started, it was Why all Why are you like, yelling, Tim? Calm down, Because mate. you said before the song <laughs> that... Roll another blunt. Oh, that's what they're trying to say to you now. Calm down. What was that? Roll another blunt. Oh, um, yeah, so that's, yeah, the, that's next the next song. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> that was a little bit of a Freudian slip, wasn't it? That's all right. No, look, I, I did put that on because I only just rediscovered that song recently. It was probably early did. 90s, I reckon. And, um, yeah, I really loved it. And I knew you'd love it because you've been a bit angry lately, mate. I guess that's what I'm here to talk about in this section. I just think life's really good, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and you should calm down a little bit because I notice 
Look, I know a few weeks ago we did a show I listened back to over the last couple of days with Johnny mm. and I was off alcohol for about five or six days and I was pretty angry myself at that point. Like I was, a, a bit. I spoke really fast, was very abusive towards you and you were, yep. your family and everything <laughs> else and, uh, and uh, you were baiting me a little bit. Mm. And then Johnny came around and, you know, he's a, a bit of a mad Irishman. We had a couple of beers. Don't blame and, Johnny for your lack of resolve. Yeah, I know. I, know. I shouldn't blame Johnny, but it was fun. And it was like everything just cleared for me you know the problem and with you the problem with you right is when <laughs> is it one yeah, go one, on. one of the main ones yeah. is when you go down in a bawling flaming heap of <laughs> lack of self-control you have to take me with you yeah i know i do mate i, I do. lasted three and it's a half weeks good. now you told me a story tonight about one of your friends that unfortunately has got cancer he has yeah and said you know you live every day to its fullest and you come home and go, you having a beer not you go on oh, i better not hang on okay hang on you're not listening to your own advice there mate. the next day i nearly died from a hangover yeah yeah, well, you get better at it. You practice. You get better at things. So, anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about, Tim. What I'm here to talk about, it's your anger, right? No, it's not. But it's I just your life is good. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying for me, and it is, but that's a pretty boring topic. So, what I want to talk about instead is some of the texts that you've sent me from work over the last three weeks. Do you mind if I read a couple of them out? Oh, yeah, now, <laughs> I'm going to have to change maybe a word or two per text so we don't have to beep anything. Can, right? Sorry, before you go, on, can I just preface all this by saying that I really enjoy my job 95% of the time. <laughs> I'm very fortunate for work where I do. They probably wouldn't get that gist listening to this, but I'm sure you can talk about it later. All right, so the first one, which this came about two and a half weeks ago. Like I said, I'm going to change words so I don't have to beep it. This place is functioning badly <laughs> but it was only like a six letter word yeah, yeah, there for you. Yeah. so that was the first one yeah uh, about point. three days after that i'm sick of fluctuating cocker spaniel heads <laughs> who think they're important they're clucking not yeah, yeah. yeah. so I what was going on in your head there mate oh, I, I, you know, I generally can't recall sending that one yeah. um, but I imagine that I'd been asked to do something by someone who thought they were perhaps above their station at work above their pay grade yeah. there's a few of those isn't yeah. there alright number three this was last week if I have to listen to one more boring runt crap on, <laughs> crap on about bull slit that doesn't matter I'm going to take to this place with a trucking flamethrower so um, you know I could just see you getting worse and worse as it sort of progressed and I started to get a little bit concerned for you know yeah, when yeah. you come home I rub your shoulders and that sort of thing you do fine. yeah it's very nice relieve the tension and then strong to, hands actually yeah I know I do yeah. I've been told that a couple of times I've got nice hands oh. uh, and then t- <laughs> and then today right I sent you what will we talk about tonight and you wrote did I mention how much I frocking hate work I think I used the word loathe didn't I sorry you did instead yeah. of hate yeah I, I typed that down wrong because I've typed loathe. that yeah. and I wanted you to say like the Grinch says it on the movie like loathe hate double hate loathing yeah. entirely so obviously things aren't going well out there for you I just think you need to be a bit more grateful I think a little bit more grateful towards your employer who keeps your dogs in puffer jackets you know, I think work's a great place. I'd like to thank everyone out there. I can't wait to get back out there and see all the managers that I love and uh, see all my friends. So when are you back at work? Next Wednesday, Next Wednesday, you? yeah. You yeah. are in for a tough old yeah, time we're next Wednesday. we've got a podcast next Wednesday night. We <laughs> yeah. We'll podcast. talk about this next Wednesday. We'll uh, see how well, you go on then. Okay. Yeah. Now that you've already started rolling your blunt, yeah. I'll play the rest of the song. And really uh, this is for you, my friend, and uh, this is what you might need to do just to get yourself out of that funk. Roll another blunt. Yeah. He really is high, man. What you're saying is that I should undertake narcotic-induced moments of introspection and just 
chill out a bit. Well, it's a different world these days, Tim. It's actually medically supplied. So I could get it prescribed to me as well. You, you can get it prescribed to you. Just calm down. And all of a sudden, all those things that you were worried about at work will just melt away. Will they, though? Yeah. I mean, you'll have other worries. <laughs> it's you like know, not having a you'll, job. You'll think the world's flat and that COVID's oh, a hoax. and don't, um, don't. All those other things that we were talking about earlier. What was the, some of the other ones? I can't recall. Yeah. Anyway. The moon landing's another big one. The moon landing, it? yeah. 9-11 and all that sort of yeah. stuff. I mean, you'll have to go through all that, but yeah. at least you won't be worried about Viva. And I'll tell you what, geez, I'll power through some corn chips too, won't I? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to talk? about now you've got some issues with uh, an upcoming holiday no well around this time sort of mid-october to mid-november around the world i'm sure it happens Mm -hmm. is that there's the same conversation going on everywhere and that is what are we doing for christmas yes now this conversation can either happen face to face at some sort of dinner or something that the family's having or can happen over a period of days and weeks over the phone and via text and all that sort of stuff and it just goes on and on and goes round and round and round in circles that's a tough one isn't it it is and the problem is is that as your family expands perhaps and there are partners and then there are ex-partners and then the kids get older and they get partners uh, you're lining up a lot of ducks in a lot of rows to get everyone at the same place at the or same trying time. to yeah trying so, to. Uh, it can be because how do you get them all together at the one time well that's right and then organize all their other families especially I'm lucky I've got a small family. I think you're pretty much the same. You've got yeah. a smaller family. Now, it is coming with our family, though, because my oldest brother has six kids, and they're all starting to get older. So his oldest yeah. kid is now or about to turn 21. Okay. And so, you know... Well, Soon he'll be married. He'll have to go do his own thing. She. And, uh, sorry, she. Well, not they. Sorry, they. Yeah. yeah okay. Anyway, so here's some of the lines that you'll get. Right. Right. On. Yep. Uh, no, we can't. We're spending this year with his or her family. So, you know, yeah. we're going out there. Yep. So, all of a sudden, you feel like you're neglected. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Or should we have it on a different day? Yep. Okay. Uh, here's one that's a bit of a get stuffed to everyone else in the family. Oh, we'd plan to be on holidays by then. You know, so what you're saying is I'd rather be in a caravan somewhere. Like in Warner on our own, on our own, than with the family, than with you guys. So that's a big, that's a, like a thermonuclear what, weapon. What would you cook for Christmas lunch in a caravan? Prawns. Uh, you can't do much, can you? Prawns. Mm. Kilo upon kilo of prawns. You know my thoughts on those. I hate prawns. You don't like prawns, do you? No, I don't uh, see the point. It's a lot of work for very little reward. Yeah. Much like this show. Here's one. Uh, my new partner is a vegan. Collective roll of the eyes yeah. around the table. And, oh. There's always a tomato pie. Help yourself. <laughs> Tomato pie. I can't help you with anything else, mate. (laughs) If you want me to supply you with a sausage, it's not a sausage, but it looks like a sausage and tastes like a sausage, but it's not a sausage, Mm. just eat a sausage, mate. That's it. That's what I don't get. Right, so if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, right, this whole Paul McCartney line of fake meat stuff, yeah, what's the point? Make something else. The whole idea was to not be eating meat in any form or any sort of manifestation. So make it look like a cactus. A cactus or a carrot. Yeah, it tastes like a hamburger, but it looks like a, a well, carrot. Do you know who did a reverse of that? Was Heston Blumenthal, the chef, and he would make fruit that was in fact made of meat. Oh, okay. Wonderful stuff. Let's bring that into the vegan sphere. Battle stuff in my head. <laughs> now, uh, my new partner doesn't believe in Christmas, so neither do I. Is another one you get with young what? people. Yeah, afraid so. Who, what do you mean doesn't believe in Christmas? I don't Christmas. know. I've got this from some what, It doesn't exist? No. Like just, COVID? Or? No, the, you know, it's a capitalist construct resulting in more people buying stuff, and I'm not buying into yeah. it or something. Once you pull your first cracker and have a sherry at lunch or whatever. Do you know what? There's fun. people like that at Halloween. You take the kids out trick-or-treat, and they go, oh, I don't believe in this is commercial. And you go, you know what? Who 
Who cares, mate? Yeah, it's right. Just tell us we're not interested. Whatever. Don't give us a, no. a lecture instead of candy. The other day when we were here and mm. there were kids coming to the door and stuff, how good was it? It was awesome. It just came I couldn't wait up. to go out there. No. You, and you were really nice. They'd say, oh, you look great and stuff. Yeah, and, and, and couldn't wait to get good on you guys for yeah. coming here and making a bit of an effort. And we've all been locked in our houses enough over the last 18 months. Oh, let, let the, the kids, kids have some out. fun, Who you know. Cares? Stop me such a vegans. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it goes on, right? And then eventually it peters out and the conversation moves on to something else. And yeah. then it comes around again because someone goes, hang on, have we actually decided anything for Christmas yet? And then it's on again. It's on, yeah. It's on again. It's again. like round two. Yeah, it's You've right. had your spit bucket, you've had your little stool. That's and right. And then one again. that comes up is, no, we don't even know my place. So I have the last two years. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know no one ever wants to have it. No, that's pain in the ass. And it's then what happens is you have to have someone who finally nails their colours to the mask and says, right. 25th of December, 12 p.m. at my place. Yep. If you're there, you're there. If you're not, you're not. That's yeah. it. I reckon that that would be the only day where a lockdown would be great. <laughs> About two o'clock. That's right. And go, Sorry, guys, I can't come. I'm stuck here in a bubble. That's right. And you're yeah. around three years? Well, so what's everyone bringing? Oh, and then away we go again. Yeah. You're bringing the ham? Oh, no. What, what are we going to do for Christmas, mate? Are we going to spend time together? I hope so. No, because we're in our house here. Should we do something like, are we going to get each other presents? Yeah, do a Chris Crinkle. Chris Crinkle. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who, got, who this is from. I who got me, yeah. I was wondering what to get you. Yeah, is there anything that you want or anything that you need? Or? No, I don't know. What do you got in mind? I was just going to get you something like intimate yet useful. Go on. I thought maybe a gimp mask. That's not what you said to you as a saber. Okay, no, a gimp mask is good, yeah. I mean, I don't know. As long as it's real leather. I don't want any of this vinyl rubbish. Well, it's real leather, man. It's got to cover your whole head. So how many cows have to die, mate? <laughs> but uh, well, like that, I was thinking too, what about like a chain from the dishwashing liquid to the cupboard because you always leave it out. And then that way you'll remember to put it back when you finish using it. Do we really want to start on the washing of dishes? <laughs> Do you really want to go there with that? Old boy with a tutorial with a quantity surveyor so you can stack the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> Play a song. All right. Abusing someone, now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's Mailbag. Yes, thank you, Deidre. It is time for Mailbag. And we're going to start with a text first, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. that's me. Yeah, I was just going to tell everyone, because this isn't mailbag, this wasn't sent in, but we did get a text the other day. My young fella on Saturday night had a bunch of mates around, yep. and one of the mums just texted me just to make sure everything was fine, like that yeah, they definitely going to be at your place. And I said, yep, look, I'm going to be out for dinner, but my housemate Tim will be here. And she wrote back, I haven't got the text in front of me, but it was something along the lines, oh, yeah, I love listening to Tim on that's the podcast. That's fine, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's fine, I love, I love listening to Tim on the podcast. And then I sort of spoke to you and I said, if anyone heard us on the podcast, we'd be the last people you want looking after your kids. That's right. Like, surely that's obvious in everything we've ever done. That's right, we'd write it under sort of the McCann's, Michael Jackson and us probably. <laughs> so. Well, I wasn't going to go that far, but yeah, I suppose. So yeah, anyway, that was nice. Thank you, Melissa, for listening. We really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, that's right. It, it, it was lovely to see man. Louis for the last time. You know. So, <laughs> now we've got, I'm going to read this one out, Tim, because I kept this one from you because I thought I'd get oh. your genuine reaction, right? Yep. This was from Steve in Mount Dunede, oh, okay. where we live. Yep. He wrote this, saw Tim walking the dogs around Mount Dunede. No puffer jackets, though. Are you sure they're not rats? Well, there's no puffer jackets because it's warm. It's <laughs> I reckon the puffer jackets are at the dry cleaners or something. Like you would, <laughs> no, they're you'd just be getting like the brass buttons on them polished. 
Yeah, well, you can't have your dogs looking, you know, below par, can you? I mean, they're princesses, aren't they? They are. Yeah, they are. They're they're lovely. They're probably Pierre Cardin puffer jackets, I think. They're just, you know, breaking the mould a bit. At least they don't own, like, a staffy, like everyone else, you know, white sunglasses, a staffy, a jet ski, a Ford Ranger, and live in Bannockburn. If you did, I'd much rather you as a roommate. You would? I'd use that jet ski a lot, yeah. What about if I drank Woodstock? Would you? Oh, I'd just be happy if you bought one occasionally. (laughs) Okay, Steve, excellent. Thanks for the feedback. They're not rats, they're <laughs> lovely dogs. And yeah. I'd rather hang out with my dogs than with you, Steve. What does it feel like to get recognised? Yeah, well... Have you ever been recognised before? Yeah, like, I was in a like medical that. journal yeah. for the size of my head as a kid, so <laughs> we got recognised a few times. So, you know, it's, it's sort of a double-edged sword, Luke. Uh, I reckon you'd get that a lot, actually. Maybe that hasn't been published here in Australia, because I reckon you'd cop that a lot. But uh, yeah. I've been recognised before a couple of times. Have you? First time was at Adventure Park. And a guy came up to me and said, are you from Random Aussies? Mm. I said, oh, yes, I am. And he asked me for my autograph. And I was like, no way, oh, really? Cool. That's cool. Yeah, so I signed it. And then he served me with divorce papers. So yeah. uh, I'm not sure he, uh, uh, he's playing up on me uh, a little bit there. Beautifully done. Second mailback, uh, you guys know what it's like to be desperate. Yeah, I suppose being ginger, yeah, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> can you please wire me 100,000K US so I can get back to training from Jay DeGoey in New York? I love it when people write these in. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's so good. That's no, pretty funny. We, we, but except they took the piss out of us. Like we know what it's like to be desperate. What are they trying to say there? I don't, I don't know. We're angry ginger people. That's who right. Yeah, get left on the sidelines a lot. Aren't Collingwood just the gift that keep on giving? Oh, all the time. Aren't they? Yeah. I reckon when they sign their players up, they offer them a, a three to five year contract with less for good behaviour. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and the last one here. Uh, hey, mate, uh, can you put this on your show? These are the sort of people that obviously oh. listen to Fat and Ginger from our mate Joy, Joy Smith. Joy wrote this in. Now, what have we got? So he put this on Facebook the other day. I've got it here somewhere. Hang yep. on, I'm going to find it. So he's selling a car at the moment. It's a 2012 Amarok. I don't even know what that no, means. It's a VW, you guys, mate. So you probably know more than I know. Someone's name, Zach, has written in and said, when were the injectors changed? And Joy told me he was busy at work, so he's trying to text and then go and make the work. He wrote, not sure. I've only had it for a year. Mm-hmm. And Zach wrote, are you the only owner? And he put, obviously not. And that's a fair enough thing, too. It's a 2012 Amarok, and he's yeah. only had it for one year. One year. Are you the only owner? Unless it's sat not. in a warehouse for the last eight years. Yeah, well, the guy's response was... Yeah, go yeah. on, read this out. All right. The, the frock <laughs> is your problem. Heart, you stupid... Uh, Oh, Pump. And, then, uh, and then he's written, yeah, I'm asking to, to a question, no need to be rude, you dumb prick. Yeah. So I think Jai's still trying to work in negotiations with him to try and sell yeah. the car. But uh, seriously, mate, like, uh, the sort of bike that could turn water into meth there. Absolutely. It? No, that's it. So uh, that's mailbag for this week, and I think we should have another song. Are we going straight to a song? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, that was The Way You Move. I like the way you move. That's quite easy Very now. slowly and easily. That's right. Well, you know, when you're important, people will wait. Yeah, they will, mate. It's like driving, that's, isn't it? That's right. Mm. That's why I drive a Kia Rio. <laughs> One of the many reasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why you live with me, too. Yeah, that's true. You've made yeah. a couple of bad decisions <laughs> <That's>, uh, <coughs> over the journey. How are you, Dave? Oh, hang on, we're going to play a jingle. No, Sorry. Oh, got to give him the jingle. And I called him Dave. Oh, no, don't do that. Can we just start this whole oh, night again? Me, too. This Can is I unex- wake up in the morning and just Unacceptable. Hang on, sorry, Dave. And now it's time for an update on stuff. Yes, it is that time of the week where we are joined by, well, this week we're joined by Associate Professor Dave Bade to discuss the pitfalls of punting on the Melbourne Cup. Oh, gents, why, <laughs> why have I done it again? 
Now, usually betting when you lose isn't so painful, is it? But do you want to tell the listener what your experience was of gambling on the Melbourne Cup yesterday? Oh, Tim, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a long story. Brevity's sake, I love the Melbourne Cup. I, I think the horses should be bred for our entertainment. Um, all the animal lovers out there, they should know that as well. But uh, I missed last year, so this year I went full hog. And I've, I've realised, I think five years ago, I backed about eight horses to come a win or a place. And none of them got anywhere, and I lost a lot of money. <laughs> That's like someone who puts a thousand dollars on the lotto when it's paying eighty-five million, and the odds don't improve that much, mate. They don't. I do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> you surgeons are paid way too much. Yeah, that's it. And every year I watch that that race start off and go, wow, there are so many horses. <laughs> There's a lot. I actually backed in all the experts' favourites. They've got no idea as well. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nobody does, mate. It's a complete lottery. Yeah. You've got 24 of the world's best stayers, all handicapped to technically finish at exactly the same time. It's a lottery. Yeah. And, and the other thing is too, Dave, is that the same horses don't come back next year. Whoever loses it, you never hear of them again. It's not like the AFL where you go, well, we'll see what Freo does next year. You never hear. It's a whole new 24 horses, and nobody really cares what happens to the other horses that don't win. They're forgotten about. They're like the other three members of Coldplay. On a completely unrelated topic, I had four dim sims for lunch today. Uh, you should try living with him, Dave. Yeah. It's never dull, my friend. Now, every week when you're on, Dave, you pick a song to educate us with, to broaden, well, particularly my musical horizons. Now, hang on. Before you tell us what it is, Dave, can I give you a little pep up this week? I know you had a bad day at the track yesterday. You probably haven't told your wife about it yet, so I hope that you know that all goes smoothly. But just to cheer you up a little bit, Tim has listened to the song. Oh, I have, yep. There you go. What did you think, Tim? Oh, I thought it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did say that. I thought it was but at least he listened to it as opposed to just not listening to it and saying shit. I thought it was more banjo-centric wannabe folk music, yeah. and you need to move on. Oh, well, I, don't, I don't think this is banjo-centric. There's no banjo in this song, Tom. <laughs> no, there should be. It, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about it, Dave. We said it sounded a lot like the other three you recommended, so... I think you listen to this song and you go, why haven't I heard this song before? It's such mm. a great track. This is by a band who are from uh, Switzerland. Get the Swiss listeners out there. I know you've got plenty out there. Yeah, there we oh, have it. Yeah, yeah, one from Bosnia too. Well, he might not be alive anymore. The other thing too, mate, is that what that song has made me do is want to move to Queensland. It, it's a wonderful way to live your life. Listen to that music, have a couple of freshies and... Uh, you know, the sun goes down, the sun comes up, and it's a beautiful time. The only thing is, I've got a job down. Is, is there any surgeon jobs going? <laughs> do you need anyone? You need qualifications. Which yeah, I can print them up easy, mate. Yeah, what, what do you need? Uh, all sorts, all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See how we go, mate. But always good chatting to you, Davey. Davey? What the? What Davey? No, Associate well, Professor well, Dave Bade, thanks. No, and before I worked with him, <laughs> oh, now that I've got a job there, we're mates. We call him what we want. Yeah. And just quietly, has Tim lost some weight off his face? Oh, mate, you've got no idea. He is, part of me's proud of him. Part of me's ashamed that he's just lost the name of the show. It was Fat and Ginger. Look at his hair. He's got a haircut, so all the ginger's gone off it. He's lost all his weight, so he's not fat anymore. So it's basically left to me now to just carry it through. But he's still espousing the virtues of eating dim sims, which is... Uh... <laughs> you can't take the dim sim out of the boy, mate. Yeah, Good Thanks, Dave. Good to all speak right, to you. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, yeah, we better play a song. Yeah, go. On. Even though we don't neither of us like it. No, nah, that's right. Play it. Yeah, we said hear this though, isn't he? Yeah, we said we, we listen would. back to it. We said we would. All right, <laughs> here we go. And the Sandman, were you a Metallica fan, Tim? Yeah, I did like a lot of their stuff. 
I don't know what to say about them really, but no, I did. I love their stuff. It's great. And yeah. always has been. So usually I play music you're not that keen. That's a band that I'm not a fan of. Really? Yeah, I never really got into them. Wow. And you're saying they're all right. So yeah. I'm just starting to think that we're different people. We are with very different diff- aspects to our lives, you know? Yeah, well, we've got great taste in music. You haven't. So that's, <laughs> that's about it. I think it's time for uh, our favourite segment. So you, I think you should play the jingle. The, the jingle for that crap. Don't believe the hype. That's actually crap. Yes, it's time for my favourite segment of the week. That's crap. And Always uh, gets me going, that jingle. It's oh, just it's, like a little diddly, diddly, it's, diddly, diddly. In fact, I'm surprised Dave Bay doesn't request it as a song yet. Well, it's, it's, it's got a banjo in it. It does too, doesn't it? It's my, <laughs> oh, I think it's my favourite one. It's most sort of, it gets you going. Oh, I agree. Yeah. That's crap. I'm going to start if I can. What do you got? So, my that's crap is text messages. So, as I get older, I get further and further away from wanting to text message someone. I'd much rather just call them. So, mm-hmm. for example, this afternoon, I can't remember, we were talking back and forth about something via text message. I can't remember what it was. The catering, wasn't it? For oh, the gear or something, something yeah. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be either write a text that was about, you know, that long, and that's no good for radio, but a long text, <laughs> or just call you. Yeah. It's and just easier to call you. I know. And, and because you're at work and I'm here on holidays, Again. I wasn't sure whether to, uh, do you like how I worked yeah, that in? Yeah. That's good. I wasn't sure whether to call you, because it would have been a lot easier for me too. Yeah. But... Yeah, you just text, and I thought, oh, maybe you're busy, maybe you're in the middle of something. I shouldn't know that you do very little out there. Huh. And uh, and also, you can talk on the phone while you're driving. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah you that, can't text. I, I know what you're saying. Listen. Well, you're not meant to, but sometimes you you know you pull up at a light or you something. You watch half the Cricket World Cup while you're driving, no, didn't well, you? We're not meant to, mate, so we won't advocate that at all, just like there was no one here during COVID. That's right. Do you remember before text message? Do you remember when it come in? Yeah. I, I remember it coming in and you're, yeah. you're sitting there going, how does this work again? Yeah. E's and And the predictive and text. Predictive. Oh, well, that was much later. But it was really hard to get your head around. Like, you know, when you first got mobile phones, you just rang people. You That's know? right. And I was just excited back then not to have to dial someone's number by going... So triple O would take you 30 minutes. That's right. You'd be dead. You're bleeding from an artery. Dragging the thing around in a circle, aren't you? Do you remember dialing overseas with those phones? Yeah, it was a nightmare. So we had, obviously, lots of family overseas and you'd be ringing them and you're like, it's about 25 digits long. You get the last one, you get it wrong. Uh, oh, I've got to start again. Doesn't. And that's when you start thinking, how much do I really like this relative? That's, that's right. You know? And Have I they ever gave me a good Christmas present? You used to get, like it was 20 minutes for so many dollars. And so, yeah. like, you know, yeah. you'd have, like, you'd, it was like a military operation. Like, I'd have six minutes to talk to my aunt, and then my brother would have six minutes, and then, my, yeah. Yeah. There you go. What am I going to talk to him about? The, the only good thing about the text, I think, there's often people that I just don't want to speak to. Yeah, 100%. Well, if it's you, yeah. I'm, I'll just chat to you. I'd, yeah. I'd much rather chat to you. It'd be a lot quicker. But there's people in your life that you just go... If I talk to them, it's going to take a lot longer. Absolutely. Because you just can't get them off the phone, mate. No. You just can't do it. The other thing that texts don't do is they don't, there's no nuance in them. There's no tone. There's nothing. It's just. Well, that's where emojis come in good. Yeah, you love an emoji, actually. I put an emoji after every text because I feel like every text has to have a context. (laughs) You know, you have to know the feel of the text. So I can say to you, Tim, you're looking good today. Yeah. Right? And you go, LOL. Thanks, Luke. Yeah. No, and then I do, Tim, you're looking good today with a, a laughing emoji. And you go, he's taking the piss out of me. That's right. Or I could say, Tim, you're looking good today with a sad emoji. Mm. And you'll go, oh, he doesn't like my head or something. Like, yeah, <laughs> I like the context of the emoji. I don't send too many texts. Isn't that, that funny, right? The Egyptians used to effectively write emojis, didn't they? Yeah, hieroglyphics. hieroglyphics, yeah. Three and a half thousand years, we're back there. We're back there, yeah. <laughs> Will you give me that scrap? Yeah, I'll give you that. Lovely. Yeah, text messages. 
that's crap. And what do you got? Mine is golf. So I went and played golf with a friend of mine a few nights ago. Uh-huh. Uh, when I say played golf, I didn't go for a hit of golf. We went to the driving range and I was trying to show off and that, you know, because I know she didn't play a lot of golf. And But yeah, I was shit. I've got golf clubs in the garage, which means I should be a lot better. Did you blow the dust off those golf clubs? I just used the ones I had. Yeah. And it just made me think, geez, golf shit. It is a shit I, thing. I hate it. Like, I really hate it. And and I'm not saying that flippantly. Like, I hate it. Yeah. Because yeah. all my mates play. Yeah. And that's the worst thing about it. If none of my mates play, then I'd be indifferent about it like tennis. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care what happens, you know, who wins chess? I don't care, it's nothing to do with me. But all my mates play, so I get dragged out three or four times a year. The only time I use a golf club is they're taking up all that room in my garage. I use them three or four times a year and just go out there and just hate it because they're good and I'm shit. And And, and that's right. And the thing is too, when you play golf so rarely, is you still expect to be quite good at it. Yeah, Even though you play like once every six months, you're not going to be good. No, you're going to be rubbish. You know, and what's the point of getting good at it? That's right. You know, so yeah. no one's going to ask me to come play for their team or anything. Like, and I'm not going to win a, a play for their team. You really know nothing about golf. Do I you? don't know. No, and you hit a few good shots, and even the other night, I hit a couple that weren't too bad. And you go, geez, yeah, you know what? It's not such a bad game after all. You know, it's like having an abusive girlfriend. Yes. Uh, every now and then she gives you a compliment to string you along. You've got to have one good shot. Yeah. And when you have that one good shot, you, you, you can't go, celebrate yeah, too hard it's either. It's not too bad, yeah. You've got to go, yeah, no, yeah. meant that, meant that. And on so, the inside, you're doing backflips. What we're going to do instead is play mini golf. Now, mini golf, oh, yeah. totally different thing. It's like playing table tennis versus tennis. Yes. You know, I can play table tennis because I don't have to move Tim. <laughs> And I can just sit You're there. You're very good at it, actually. Yeah, and I, I have a beer sitting on the corner of the table. If the kids hit it, they get three points, like yeah. re-rules. And I don't have to move. It's great. So if I could play golf without having... Oh, you don't move in golf, do you? We can have a cart, yeah. but then you don't have to walk. That was a bad analogy. No, nah, it's okay. Keep going. Play yeah. on. But mini golf, anyone can get in the hole from where they're standing. Oh. It's, it's a bit of a level up. Whereas golf... Mate, 10 shots every time. Yeah, you're right. You can get yourself in a lot of trouble very quickly. <laughs> uh, anyway, does that come under the category that's, of that's yeah, crap? Yeah, that's definitely All crap. Right, so now we're going to have a little bit of Paul Simon, Tim. Beautiful. Now, we've got another segment coming up, which is one of our favourites, Tim. Yep. And this is a little bit of a... We're breaking new ground tonight because we have a two-time recipient for the first, first time. First dual recipient, absolutely. First time. So we'll play the jingle. Mm-hmm. I don't think this will take long, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think so either. No. She's already drawn our ire before, I yeah. think. Um, For similar behaviour. Yeah, it just hasn't learned a lesson, has she? No, it's just it's just like that friend, you know, when you're at a dinner party that goes, oh, you know, starving kids in Africa while you're eating your dinner, and you go, oh, really? Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. So, <sighs> so let's talk about it. So Justin Murphy Awards for anyone who still twinges, carries on, or is a hypocrite. And we're giving it the first two-time winner is Tash Peterson. Yeah, and richly deserved. Yeah. Now, for those who don't know who Tash Peterson is. She's a bit of an animal activist. Or vegan activist. Or yeah. vegan activist or whatever you want to call it. But she's a little bit extreme. So last time we gave it to her because she draped herself in sausages and went in and annoyed people while they're eating. And, and got banned just, from every licensed venue in Western Australia. Yeah, well she's been let back in and that's why she's carried on again tonight. So she had to flee to Melbourne and try and get a message across. No one's interested, mate. You know, I know we've never had a beef with her. Hey, that's right. it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So much at stake though. <laughs> 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 she went into the races yesterday with shirts covered in blood saying... You so that was in... Sorry, that was in Perth. In Perth? Yep. Melbourne Cup Day with shirts covered in blood saying, you bet you die. Jeez, huh? She's obviously a Squid Game fan, maybe? I don't oh, know. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Do I, we, I, uh, hang on. Would she watch the Squid Game 
because it's got an animal name in the title. So they've abused animals. They've culturally appropriated the name of an animal in the show. Possibly that, or yeah. she's been to Macau. And sometimes over there, if you bet with the wrong people, you die. Yeah, absolutely. You know? so, you uh, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but obviously she's worried about animal rights. And, you know, it's a noble cause, animal rights. We're not trying to say that just no. because you stick up animals, you deserve no. the Justin Murphy Award. But the problem is she doesn't know what she's talking about, mate. No. She, <laughs> she does have no idea. You know, we can't eat horses. So if we didn't race them, we wouldn't breed them. They'd, no, they'd yeah. be like the elephant or something. I you think know, the old horses snuck into the old lasagna in England, I think, at one stage. Oh, do they? Yeah, they had a yeah, problem yeah, at one stage with horses. Anyway, sorry, that's yeah. not the point. Well, what I'm trying to say is that there wouldn't be all these horses if we couldn't race them. That's right. It's like the dodo, right? Now, the dodo was... Go uh, on. Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, Go on. I'm, I'm guessing you heard it on another podcast, so I'm, I'm <laughs> going to paraphrase. The dodo didn't taste very good, and they couldn't do anything with them, so they didn't bother farming them, and they died out. Died out, yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure if this is the same. I might be just guessing there. Yeah. That Tash is sort of trying to guilt people when they really care about the animals. Yeah. You know, they're breeding them. I know they're racing them, and I know... So the horses are natural runners. They're runners. Sometimes they die on the track. That happens, right? Mm. But we all die from something. We do. And these horses wouldn't be bred. That's right. If we didn't race them, you know? Just reminds me of that head of PETA. Do you remember that article come out about six months ago when they had that mice plague? So the head of PETA come out, it was a lady, I can't remember her name, it's probably Peter Griffin, who knows? So it came out and said that the mice plague, she said killing them was barbaric. What you should do is catch them and let them out in the next field. She didn't really say that, did she? Yeah. Wasn't she the one that said about contraception as well? I don't know. Yeah, they come out with all the yeah. stuff she'd said at that point. But she was like, catch them and let them go. Mm. Like that was going to work. All the crops are dying. It's at catastrophic levels. No, don't kill them. Catch them and let them go and they'll go and find somewhere else to... Just idiots, mate. Just got no idea what farmers go through. No, no. idea what people go through. But probably still happy to get a plate of salad or whatever. And just Spelt sourdough, ancient grain bread. Mm. And look, what they really needed in New South Wales at the time was a flamethrower. Really? Yeah, or to get rid of the mice, yeah. To get rid of my that. Yeah. Is that what you wanted to do out of Viva, or is it? That's my flamethrower noise. <laughs> <laughs> do you think uh, we should have Tash on the show? If you come on, we'll have her. Not for as a guest, but for a weekly stuff or something. Yeah, we can have a mixed grill while we're talking about it. Yeah, listen to her for. But I, I just reckon if we gave her a platform for her views, the joke would be on her. Yeah. Because we've only got four listeners. It's <laughs> a right. waste of time. Right. Let's do that. Let's see if we can organise it. That's right. Oh, here's a song. Oh. And Jerry Rafferty there. Now, that was a choice by our guest who's coming up. We played it and said, you need to listen to this. It was quite cool. Did you like it, Tim? Very, very cool. Back to a time music when tonight. music was good. Yeah, you like that era, don't I you? I do like that era. Yeah, we have had good music tonight, I think, because I didn't choose it. You've, oh, you've been a lot you better. You think I know it's because you didn't choose it. <laughs> what about Dave's choice? Was well, right that, let's not harp on about it. It's good. I'm glad he picks a song every week. Yeah, he does. And he does yeah. try and point us in the right direction. It's probably not too bad. It's just not mine. And he does it all for free. And if we were paying his hourly rate, we definitely couldn't afford it. So yeah, thank you, Associate Dave, Professor Dave Bain, yeah. for giving us your time. If you were paying his hourly rate, I'd get him to make me look a bit better than what I do now. But uh, anyway, we've got a very special guest coming up, Tim, and very exciting. I'm excited. Uh, so I'm just going to do a little bit of an introduction here, just yep. so we all know. So our guest is someone who, in the middle of COVID, she had three kids, so two twins. 
at the beginning of COVID. Uh-huh. Uh, so that'd be hard enough, wouldn't it? Oh. And then went through a marriage separation. Yep. Now, I too went through a marriage separation in COVID. And at one stage, it was me, my sister, and my 86-year-old nana all divorced, sitting out at my mum and dad's place. <laughs> I don't know why my 86-year-old nana was out there, to be honest, but uh, she just said that he's not going to change. So <laughs> we were all out there at one stage. So I know what it's like to go through it during COVID. There's a lot of people have, so a lot of people appreciate this next guest. And the reason we got her on is not only is she just an amazing person, but what she's managed to do is to channel that into helping other people during mm-hmm. COVID and it's actually thrived because of it. Yep. We don't hear too many of those stories that people have thrived during COVID and incredible to be able to do that from the position that she was in. And I'd like to introduce our incredible next guest. I've got to get my applause ready because this is what we do, right? It's just be prepared because uh, it goes for about uh, 30 I, seconds. Because I, I can turn it on, but I don't know how to turn it off. All right, so here we go. So we're going to say, please welcome to Fat and Ginger, the lovely Crystal Watkins. This goes on and on. I'll fight it down, I'll fight it down. See, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. See, I should do that every week. Why do I not do that? Tip top. Crystal, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, guys. Thanks uh, for having me. Oh, thanks so much for coming in. It's good that we can have people in the studio again. We call this a studio for yeah. tax purposes. Yeah, yeah right. of course. Um, yeah. Just because it's our lounge room as well, doesn't we're, it? We're, that's right. We're going on a riding trip to Thailand as well, which is getting claimed on tax. <laughs> <laughs> Research, I think we're calling it. it. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, mate, how are you doing? You've got a lot happening. I know that. Yeah, I'm doing amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And yeah. so you know, had a few issues like we all did at the start of COVID and a marriage breakdown. You've got three young kids. And where were you at at that point as far as what you wanted to achieve as far as your life? It must have been a real low point like it was for many people. Yeah. So the brink of COVID, I was working as a medical receptionist, um, which I had been doing for 10 years. And for whatever reason, in my madness, I decided to start a cleaning business. Right. In what, the what was the thought process? The pandemic. What was it? Was it? Do you remember the moment where it hit you and you go, "I'm just going to go and start a business"? In, in the moment where every other business was struggling. I think it was make or break for me. Yeah. It was a leap of faith, and it's paid off. So absolutely, it has paid off. And Luna, it's called Luna. Luna Clean. Yeah. It's, it's going spectacularly. So we've been 12 months operating of Luna. I initially started out just thinking. I wanted to study. I wanted to make change in my life. I wanted to get a degree in social work. And I had an opportunity with the NDIS, doing some cleaning just through networking and people that I knew. And I took the leap. And it's, yeah. It's just worked beautifully. It's been a whirlwind and it's worked. Um, Look at that, that's fantastic. And how big is the business now to give listeners some idea? So, I mean, it's still a small business. We're still progressing, but I've got six staff that work for me. And in all honesty, they have been the make or break for the business. Mm. I've been so blessed with amazing people, like-minded people working, you know, with within the NDIS guidelines and working with disability and mental health and just accepting and appreciating and... Yeah. And that's probably something we should say is that what Luna does, it goes and helps out those that can't really look after themselves in cleaning their own houses. So a lot of your clients are funded through the NDIS. They are. Um, yeah. And I've done a lot of work with the NDIS funded people as well. And so you guys are really going out and helping people that are really struggling. It's a really nice thing that you guys are doing. Yeah. So I really didn't 
I mean, when I started the business, it was, it was so aloof, you know, I just sort of went with my gut instinct. Um, and then once I sort of, you know, started gaining clients through the NDIS, you start realizing just how much people need help. Mm. Um, and yeah, I guess I sort of established there are so many NDIS participants that are eligible for that sort of funding to have clean income in and they desperately need it, you know. Mm. And I guess COVID has, you know, impacted mental health and, and disability probably more so than anyone yeah. um, because therapies have ceased, you know, any in-home support everything anything face to face has stopped anything face to face and when you're down the dumps the last thing you want to do is clean your house and look after yourself and that sort of thing you just can't bring yourself to do it or even when you're on holidays you don't want to clean the house do you Luke? are you trying to say something (laughs) anyway keep going crystal you're doing wonderfully (laughs) that's why you've got a professional cleaner coming in once a month (laughs) (laughs) are you guys busy or can we get (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i guess it was really unsuspecting for me you know i think I'm very empathetic. And then as soon as I started branching out and meeting people and seeing how they're living and, you know, it's funny people say that you can't see mental health. As soon as you walk into someone's home that's affected by mental health, you know, you Mm. know that they're affected. Um, So it's, yeah, it's been such an eye opener and it's just sparked such a passion for me trying to help people in their lowest of lows and I think you know your home is a sanctuary and then when people are in a rush and they let you into that home and see it for what it is which it it's very broad I mean Mm. you know I could Mm. go on to house to house but um you can really see the effects of life in a person's mm. home, yeah. And we spoke about that last week with Jai Smith on the, mm. the podcast. He was coach of the disability football side. There's no blanket thing for disability. Everyone's different and how they react to things are different. You've got to treat everyone differently. And I can imagine it'd be the same in your line of work in yeah. that, you know, you just don't walk into a house and treat everyone the same. It's You've got to be really particular case by case. Person by say. person, case by case, respectful. Yep. At the end of the day, you're going into someone's home. Yeah. You know, this is where, you know, they live. This is their life. This is their sanctuary. And... To walk into someone's home and have a judgmental state of mind is just not who I am. Mm. And I think that's sort of been, it's been eye-opening, but it's been like not only personally, but business-wise, like growth um, to sort of accept and understand and not judge. And I think my intention with the business and my humility and empathy towards it all has what's been excelled absolutely yeah. wow. you've grown so much and look i've only known you for a few weeks mate. we <laughs> we, uh, we met through a mutual friend and i found out a, a little bit about what you do i was like what an incredible person what you do because it's not only just being able to go and do that but you've been able to do that from the spot you're in yeah. You know, which uh, having been through a, a marriage breakdown or a couple of them, one over COVID, yeah. you're in a pretty low spot. 
Yeah. And, and to be able to sit there and go, oh, now's the time for me to go and try something new. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? It's incredible, mate. Mm. It's incredible. Thanks, guys. And, yeah. uh, and, and not only that, so what the listeners don't know is you haven't stopped there, have you? No, I definitely haven't. So I think when I started cleaning, I was just going to do this solo. I thought, you know, it's a good opportunity. There's good money within the NDIS. But then as I started branching out and meeting more participants, I realized there's such a niche for it. And like I was saying, I've been so blessed with such amazing staff that have just sort of come on board and they've got the same like mentality as me, like just caring natures. Um, so that's where we've really progressed is, you know, like six staff that are thinking the same way as me, just caring natures and moving along and nailing it really. Mm. I initially thought I was just going to do it solo and study. I wanted to get into, you know, social work. Through the business, through Luna, I've managed to bypass study and I've stepped into my dream job, which is support coordination, you know, within NDIS. Wow. How um, incredible is that? So they've recognised the work you, not just the work you're doing, the person you are. Yeah. And how you are with everyone and you treat everyone and they've gone like, we have a job for you. Yeah. Pretty wow. much. How does that make you feel, mate? Oh, it's intimidating, <laughs> to be honest. It's overwhelming. You know, there's there's so many guidelines, you know, within the NDIS. There's um, the scheme, there's the agency, there's, you know, the, the pricing guidelines. There's so much to learn. It's overwhelming. Sometimes I think, am I in over my head? Mm. Um, but I think... I've got the passion and yeah. it just seems to drive it. And yep. So, so think, the business is sort of running itself at the moment. You're sort of keeping an eye on it. I'm managing the business. But not working in it. But not necessarily And you've gone to work for the NDIS to help some of these people with their plans and yes. with their day-to-day as opposed to just being looking after their house and their environment. Exactly, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's where your dream job is. Dream job. Wow. Yep. You've done it. It's yep. amazing. <laughs> It's incredible, mate. I'm hearing this for the first time. Now, this is, yeah, you are. Sure. And this is why I told you that she'd be a yeah. great guest. Yeah. So this has only been over the last couple of years, yeah? Last 12 months. Wow. You've come a long way. I have. So yeah. now you've got two jobs. Three, actually. Three. So I'm still actually doing a bit of... The first step prior to support coordination was peer mentoring. Um, so I still have a couple of participants that I, you know, go and meet and we might just go out for lunch or just, you know, socialising, getting out into the community, which I enjoy so much. To one-on-one with them. One-on-one with them. Sorry, can I butt in for a second? Yeah, go. You get paid to go to lunch. Pretty much, yeah. Can I be a part of this? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) The only thing is you have to stop at some stage. You can't just keep going. Yeah. It's not like Sizzler. And no no alcohol involved either. I'm a Sizzler. (laughs) Sorry, Crystal. But but so you also do one-on-one. Yeah. You also help to plan for those same people or different people? Different people. So, yeah, the clients that I peer mentor for at this stage, it's just the one-on-one aspect. And then, yeah, I've got a whole different variety of clients that I do support coordination for. So all these different aspects of helping them with their lives, you've got three different jobs. Are you right to be here? Do you yeah. need to go somewhere? Or? <laughs> yeah, I do need to get back to the kids. But that's <laughs> They're in the car, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah There's yeah. an no pair yeah. out the front just nursing back that's and forth. Yeah. The windows are open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always leave the windows yeah. open. Mate, that is incredible. So you've gone from the start of COVID, you were a receptionist? 
Yeah, medical yep. receptionist. Medical receptionist. Married, unhappy, um, and yeah, it's like I said, it's a whirlwind. When I sort of take a step in and think of where I am now to who I was 12 months ago, it's very different people. It's obviously driven you to go and do something different, to be able to get where you are now. Like, do you ever sort of stop and shake yourself and go, am I really doing this? Am I really having this impact on people's lives that I'm having? I do. I don't. I don't really see myself as having an impact on people's lives. I just see myself as doing a duty. Not a duty, actually. It's more just doing, I think, what I was born to do. Because your passion. What's your passion? I, I, yeah, I love helping. Like, if I can help someone and, you know, it's sort of funny, like with support coordination, anything that we, you know, sort of do necessarily, there's, it's a lot more complicated than what I'm probably making it out to be, but we can, you know, it's billable. But a lot of the time, I guess I won't bill for it because mm. you feel like you're I don't more? want money yeah. for what I'm doing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, and that's a really admirable thing. It's not just about the money. No, God, no, no. See, and this is the problem. I bet if I was to ask Crystal right now, is she a good person? She would say, no, I'm, you know, I don't consider... I'm just average. Yeah, just average. Yeah, it's a problem in this society. Yeah. People who are good people like you, Crystal, don't know they're good people. No, yes. I'm f***ing sick. <laughs> <laughs> people like you need to be told occasionally that you're, yeah. you're a good person. No, I don't need no, no, to be see, told. Don't, no, I really no, don't. It is what it is. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and you're a good You know what? It's really refreshing to have someone in the house who loves their job. Yeah. Because I live with Tim and... Just yeah, doesn't mate. stop sleeping and stuff. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, what we might do is have a little break, and we'll play a little bit of Chili Peppers. Good choice. And we'll come back and chat a bit more. Is that okay? Yeah, sounds good. One of the greatest songs of all time. See, I knew like one of the greatest that. bands of all time. Yeah, it was a great album, wasn't yeah. it? Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah. We actually sat there and debated last night about which one to play from that album. Off like, that album. Yeah. You could play it. You could just play it. It was just one of the great CDs. And I think. a bass player who had trousers made out of teddy bears. Remember that? No. He had, like, trousers and they were made of, like, fluffy toys. Yeah, but if I did that, you'd say I'd be unkempt. Yeah, but I would say you because you would be unkempt. <laughs> yeah, probably. I probably didn't do yeah. nothing, did I? Let <laughs> alone right. the teddy bears. No, but great band, great song, yeah. and you're finally starting to be in tune with me with the music. Hang on. Sorry, point of order. You didn't choose any of this yeah, music. I know. Yeah, Someone else did. That, can I? All right, so we're still at loggerheads. And, okay, and Tim, I was trying to bridge the gap, but that's okay. Fine. Sorry, and I just remembered, we got the piss taken out of us and not mentioning the radio stations. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> that we like, are on. We are on. For anyone who's, well, they won't be able to find us by now. It's like 9.30 <laughs> or something. So. Pulse of him and Ballarat, voice of him in, yeah, uh, sorry, the other way around. Pulse Lovely people at both radio stations. I know in the early days I sort of bagged out Voice FM a little Did bit. You? because I can't remember that. I don't yeah. recall. Well, yeah. I'll just go back through the earlier <laughs> podcast. You'll hear it. But they are lovely people when they had a few issues that I wasn't aware of. So I feel really bad about that. Now, uh, we're still here. With <laughs> don't laugh at me, Tim. I'm uh, trying to make amends, all right? No, I'm talking we're still here with Crystal. Now, Crystal, we sort of know a little bit about you now. Well, the listeners do. Three young kids. So between six and two. Is that right now? I guess... During the marriage breakdown, two and five, yeah. Two and five. Wow. Yeah. And twins, two and twin, five. So. Twins, two. And I, I'm sure twins are really easy. They seem like they would be really oh, easy, you know. Piece, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like one wouldn't wake the other up at all, you know. Yeah, no. no that's so true. that would never happen. So, <laughs> look, that should be just enough to get you on this show to say, well done for doing that. Yeah. Got through your marriage breakdown. 
and then branched out into all these wonderful things. What's been the driver for you? Like you've obviously got a passion for helping people. Has that always been there or is that something that you've discovered recently? Uh, I think it's always been there. Definitely life experiences. It's, it's not all, you know, flowers and unicorns. I've had my battles, you know, mental health, life. I know a little bit about this and it's up to you how far you want to go, but you've had a few issues over the journey, yeah? Yeah, I have. Yeah. You know, I think it's such an important, it's such a taboo subject to tap on, um, but it's also so necessary to talk about. I was sexually abused as a child on several occasions, so full on. Um First of all, mate, I'm so sorry to hear that. Mm. It's, you know, it's, I think it's all about perspective. I think for some reason, for whatever reason, although it's not right, it had to happen to me for in this lifetime, for whatever reason, so that I could be the person that I am now and sort of, you know, just sort of insert myself and try and make change in other people's lives um Look, can i intervene there i beg to differ on that i think it shouldn't happen to anyone but i think you would have been strong anyway <laughs> but potentially uh, but what yeah. it's probably done is make you strong and make you help other people it's just grown like it's just empathy i think i'm so empathetic you know towards people and i've just got like such a big understanding and mm. i i like i think it's so funny. I think my parents have often said to me, we're so surprised like you didn't, you know, just end up on drugs or, you know, gone down this certain path or whatever. I've just sort of rised above for whatever and I am going to insert myself and I'm going to insert my voice and stand forth for what's right. Not just with like, you know, sexual abuse or anything, like anything that's underhanded towards humanity i am going to be a voice of right and what's right for people that's amazing getting getting a little bit teary over here mate (laughs) so good what you're saying can i I suggest something so you know can i just slightly off topic for two seconds so you know how we have our two guests and we have associate professor dave bade and we have former shield cricketer lock on stevens can i suggest that for crystal she has a title too, and every time we refer to it, it's good person, Crystal Watkins. Yeah, I think... I, and that's the title from now on. I, I think, yeah, you just hear that and just go, what an absolute champion you Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Ah. Um, and to be able to channel that and obviously something that would have been traumatic, that would have probably, like you said, put a lot of people in a worse position than where you are, to be able to not just go through, like, I thought it was just COVID and marriage breakup, that's probably nothing for you. Yeah, f- no. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> so to be able to do what you do and actually channel it into feeling what other people are feeling, I think mm. that's the greatest skill that you could possibly have to not just look at people and judge them, but to say, what are they going through? Yeah, you've got to break it down, I suppose. We've all got our challenges. I think, you know, I don't want a pity party. That's completely not what I'm nah, about. We all have our story. We all have you know, our walks of life, we've got our experiences. Um, For whatever reason, I've been able to break away from, you know, any trauma 
based lifestyle habits or um yeah i know for a fact you've got good people around you i've got amazing people yeah. around me well it's no names who i i think i in all honesty i've got the two most amazing best friends that you could ever ask for in your life it's like your sisterhood and like whatever shit i've been through like to have these two women in my life has been the beacon of my being so ain't that nice so good mate and uh so you've been able to help people in the disability area. What about other people that have been through similar experiences to you? Is that something that you feel like you could, because you're someone that's so strong mm. that can talk about it here with us and talk about it to the people listening. Is it something that you could help people through that maybe haven't been able to have that outlook that you've got? Well, working within disability doesn't sector away from sexual abuse or abuse of any kind. No, I mean, people... Pe- People with disability, although I hate the word disability, are more susceptible to abuse. So that's why I love working in the disability sector, because it is rough, in all honesty. And I think as human beings, just being, we're relying on other beings to implement themselves and you know be support workers or you know speech pathologists or OTs we have to trust Mm. in other people I think it's just overseeing like for me personally in the role that I am in I yeah I have to oversee and make sure that everyone's genuine they've got genuine intention Mm. that's how I see my role just weeding out the people that aren't yeah. And making sure, like, you've got good people around you, that they've got good people around them. Damn straight. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Everyone needs a crystal. Oh, we'd all love a crystal. Oh, God. I now, don't know. I'm interested. So, you've got this, this wonderful set of values, some of which have come from, you know, some really, really shit situations. But now, as you sit here, and I've only met you, you know, an hour and a half ago, you've got these wonderful values. How are you instilling those in your children? So they grow up with similar values to what you've got. Yeah, I guess that's a funny one to to sort of base on. I guess, as we know, I was married and during COVID went through a marriage breakdown. I honestly think the best focus for us in life or, you know, the biggest drive in life is happiness. Mm. So for a while there, I was really conditioned into thinking that a family unit, you know, like they need to have mum and dad around, my boys. Um, so nine years, you know, I was in a relationship that I wasn't necessarily happy. And that would be familiar to a lot of people out there. Oh, yeah. 100% yeah. of people have, who have thought that that was the best way to keep the kids happy. Yeah, so. and I thought for a long time, like, you know, the best thing that I can do is just, you know, be with that unit, you know, unite that unit yeah. and just keep working on it. But I was so unhappy. How can I teach my children to be happy if I'm being a complete hypocrite? Mm. Yeah, good point. And there you comes know. a point, doesn't there, where you go, if they watch me, they're going to learn from me. And they're going to think that that's the way you have to get through life. We are and shaping and moulding Always. Of course we are. Always. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good point. Now, with that in mind, you're not a Geelong fan, are you? Fucking oath I am. Yes. Oh. See... 
grandfather we, played for Geelong. Hey, we've Geelong. already called her good person, Crystal Watkins. Now that can it's, be revoked. It's a great know. person, Crystal Watkins. <laughs> Number three, Jimmy Fitz. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> when, did, when did he play? What years? Oh, I think it was like 1953. Yeah, that's fantastic. Good enough, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. great, yeah. As a relation of yours? Yeah, my grandfather. Your grandfather played for Geelong? Yeah, yeah, he captained. Wow, there you go, Tim. Yep, that didn't yeah. go well for me, so yeah. Well, you this know has what? been good. Thanks very much, Crystal. All right, see you later. <laughs> there was a period where nice every guest was Richmond because yeah. Tim kept picking them, so now it's great to have you on board, okay. mate. But look, uh, what, what an incredible story, what an incredible person. Yep. What do you think is the future for you? Because I don't see you just stopping here. Mm. You've got no. a bug now, you've got the passion, uh, you know the right people, and they obviously know that you're good at what you do. What's your end game for this? End game. There is no end game. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I just want to keep implementing myself into other people's lives and, you know, making changes, positive changes and, you know, being like a beacon of strength for as many people that I can be. Bloody oath. And I will not stop. Do you know what? Do you know what's going to happen, right? So in 10 years' time when she's like CEO of the universe or whatever, right? <laughs> it's going to be she was on Fat and Ginger first. first. You've heard yeah. about it first. And you're going to be telling your kids and I'm going to be telling whoever kids I'm talking, I don't know, whatever. And then you go, we had Crystal Watkins on our show. They go, bull crap you did. Bullshit. You go, you go, did, here yeah. it is. Here's the audio. Yeah, just a couple People of People won't believe us. We've got to speak yeah. to her. Do so, you reckon no, I should you? put that on my Tinder bio? What's CEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I've, no, seen, I've, I've seen less truthful things like hey, having, having been on Tinder myself if you put the words fat and ginger on there it doesn't go well for you yeah, that's right <laughs> alright we'll just cut that yeah. uh, I'm very happy that you came in tonight and had a chat with us and, and just shared some of your your journey uh, your empathy your, your love for what you do and your passion for people that you might be able to help from your experiences I guess one last question for me is what would you say to someone out there who's been through similar things to what you've been maybe not exactly the same but someone who's been through mm. hardship that wants to bounce back in the way you have for someone else who might not have that ability or drive or or, or even just an avenue uh, what, what would you say to those like people like a mantra or something yeah well, well just something that they can go this is something small you can start with and then build yourself up from there you're only limited to the limitations that you put on yourself cool. she's very good do you want a John Crystal? Yeah, can you help us yeah, out? Yeah. <laughs> Doing some peer mentoring or? Oh, just some everything, just yeah. anything you can do to help us out. But yeah, I, I don't know what to say, mate. You're one of the most inspirational people we've had on the show. Oh, thanks. thanks, guys. Thanks yeah. so much for Bit coming in. on, but it is what it is. It's just really nice to meet you. Really nice to understand where you've come from and really nice for you to share your journey with us. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Crystal. Really Thank appreciate it. Thank you so much. Now, because you're, you're on Fat and Ginger, we're going to play a song that me and Tim often sing to ourselves when oh, it's just yep. us in the house because we like this song to pump out and feel better about ourselves so uh, this is I'm Too Sexy I'm too sexy for my love too sexy and I'm too sexy for this song oh Tim that's one of your favourite songs isn't it it is it is and I do I dance around in my spangly jocks and <laughs> interesting thing about that song I can't remember how many times it was but that song was taken by Right Said Fred multiple times to multiple different record companies and knock back again and again and again. Bill like Harry Potter was. And so were the Beatles. Yeah, again and again and again. And eventually, just they got a chance and look what happened. Look what happened, mate. No one's ever heard from them since. <laughs> That's right.
Yeah, I did, they had one song. They did know? appear on the uh, series Life's Too Short with Warwick Davis. Yes, they did. And that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty uh, funny. Hey, how good? Well, we've both been pretty emotional over the last five well, minutes. Good person, Crystal Watkins. Just what a champion, mate. Yeah. And look, anyone that's looking for someone who really cares to come out and, and help yeah. them out, not just clean the place, but but just be there yeah. and, and listen. Yeah. And, you know, we can all use friends in this world, mate. Oh. You can contact Luna Cleaning. That's L-U-N-A. Yeah, on right? Facebook, it's Lunar Clean. Lunar Clean. Okay, yep. so look up uh, on Facebook, Lunar Clean, yep. and you'll be able to get a hold of Crystal and the, and the gang. Yep. Um, and also, just uh, we just thought we'd put this in as well. Just anyone sort of struggling with things where you thought, well, maybe I'm not as strong as Crystal. I might need a bit more help or just anything at all, anything that you need to talk to someone, Lifeline, their number is 131114. That's it. They're there all the time. Just have a little bit of chat, mate, because sometimes we all feel a bit down. We know? do. 100%. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. Tim, I think we've had a pretty good show, mate. What would you say? Are you well, happy? I think we've had a great show. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm pretty shabby. I'm, 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 I'm pretty happy. <laughs> pretty shabby, as you say. Shabby, yeah, no. It's just great to chat with someone like Crystal, who is just an incredible uh, person. Proper title, thanks there, Luke. Sorry? Proper title. Oh, sorry. Great person, Crystal Watkins. Yep, nice. And people should just take a leaf out of a book and just realise that no matter what your circumstances, you can claw yourself back and yep. you can do some great things for some people and really help them out. 100%. I think that's great. And uh, that's what we're all about here at Fat and Ginger is uh, people who are in bad circumstances. Two, two highly privileged. Very privileged, mate. White guys yeah, from really yeah, wealthy backgrounds. Yeah, with great jobs and whinge about them all the yeah, time. That's right. Know? But we've got to do something, don't yeah, we? So, absolutely. Yeah, uh, It's just nice to be able to have someone like Crystal on the show. And uh, yeah. hopefully anyone listening to that, if you're not inspired by that, mate, then we yeah. can't help you. You're out. a dickhead. You're a dickhead. That's it. I'm sure we'll get letters next week going, oh, I'm I hope so. <laughs> you know, that's our listenership, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, people like to whinge. Is that us for the night? I think it is, yeah. We'll say goodbye. And right. yeah, Tim, I uh, hope you cheer up for next week, mate. Good get stuff. <laughs>